I'm excited to start this new series because our church is getting ready to enter into a new season. And especially you're going to hear some plans uh, in the next few weeks. Starting in August, there's going to be some changes around our church that are really going to take our church to the next level. And so I want to take four weeks and I want to help clarify to us some things that make our church unique. And so in this series, um, I, want to, I want to make some statements to you, one statement each week, that when I first make the statement, you're going to be like, I can't believe he just said that. That doesn't even sound biblical um, in some ways. And, and I hope that I can do a good job of kind of helping you understand exactly who we are as a church. You know, every church is different. We all have the same overall mission, but we go about it different ways. And so uh, churches are different from other churches, and that's a great thing. I don't think it's a bad thing because I think it takes different types of churches to reach different types of people. Um, and so if you're new to church or you have church history from uh, years ago, then you may notice that there are some things that are different about our church to begin with. But um, I want to help us over these next four weeks kind of clarify some things uh, that are unique to us. Uh, so this is a vision that series. This is a series that I hope will help us get excited about what God's going to do in us and through us as a church. And it's a series that I hope will help you understand maybe some things that you were like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why they do certain things. Um, and maybe it'll bring some, some clarity to that. So if you're a guest, this is a great, great week for you to be here because you're going to hear specifically some things uh, that are unique to our church that you'll begin to understand who we are as a church. If you've been here for a while, you're going to hear some things that are probably repeated. Hopefully you've heard some of this before, but hopefully it'll be refreshing uh, to you. Uh, now, along those lines, before I jump into uh, today's statement, that's going to make you think I never expected to hear that from my pastor. Um, we are immediately following the worship experience this morning, hosting a vision lunch. Okay, uh, New exciting plans coming up, like I said, in August and today, as well as last week. But today, uh, we're going to feed you and we're going to share some vision with you, some specific plans to our church. And we hope that you'll all consider staying if you weren't able to make it last week. It's immediately following the worship experience. We'll be here together for about an hour. Um, and uh, instruction-wise, if you go down this hallway to the last classroom on your left, that's where we're going to be serving one another. So I hope that you'll make plans to stay with us. Uh, and hear some specific plans and get excited about some things that God's getting ready to do around here. Um, how many of you love Synergy? Yes. It's like eight of us. Nah, we love Synergy. Um, Synergy Church is uh, it's a church that uh, I am more excited to be a part of than any church that I've ever been a part of. Um, and not just because I'm the pastor, that would make sense for me to say that, but um, I've been to church my whole life from the time that I was uh, seven years old when I accepted Christ as my Savior. I've been in church my whole life, and um, I'm telling you, man, this is the people in this church and what God's doing among us is just something special. And so I'm glad that you're a part of it today. And again, if you're a guest, we're excited that you're here. So here's the, here's the statement. Things you didn't expect to hear from your pastor. Week number one, here's the first statement. You ready for it? Our church is not trying to reach everyone. It's not. Our church is not trying to reach everyone. And I know that you're thinking, what? That doesn't really kind of go along with the theme of Scripture. And uh, so I hope, I hope that I can clarify some things that make our church unique and help settle in your heart that tension that you feel 
right now. Does anybody feel some tension? Our church is not trying to reach everyone. Shouldn't, haven't, have you heard that your whole life? The church should, should try to reach everyone. The church is the hope of the world that we should, we should reach everyone. Um, and I don't disagree with that on some levels. Um, but let me read some scriptures to you and hopefully begin to help us understand some things. John chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. Just as Moses lifted up a snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. And here's verse 15. That everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. So Jesus, the Son of Man, must be lifted up just as Moses lifted up a snake in a desert, referencing an Old Testament uh, story where Moses literally lifted up a statue of a snake that stopped a plague from killing people. And, and just as Moses did that, so the Son of Man, Jesus, must be lifted up uh, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Shouldn't we be lifting up Jesus so that everyone can be reached? Doesn't that make sense when we read that scripture? Acts chapter 2, verse 21. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone, all-inclusive, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You say, you're not making a great case for your statement here. Let's keep going. Romans chapter 10, verse 4. Christ is the culmination of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Jesus becomes righteousness for us if we believe in him. That's for everyone, all-inclusive. Romans chapter 10, verse 13, one of my favorite scriptures in all of the Bible, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. Everyone is, it's an interesting term. Uh, it most literally means every person, everybody, all-inclusive, not excluding one individual, all-encompassing, together, everybody, all individuals. And scripture tells us that everyone has opportunities because of Christ and what he's done for us. Now, let's take a step back for a minute and be honest with ourselves and, and, and look at these scriptures in a, in a different light. Um, if you have a family of at least four, I mean, even if you're married, I would say, have you ever had disagreements about what you wanted to eat when you were choosing a restaurant? Have you ever found, found it difficult to get everyone on the same page? Like we're all agreeing that this is what we want to do. Do you? Maybe it's just me, but sometimes I'm in the mood for Chinese and my wife's wanting Mexican and I'm trying to convince her and she's trying to convince me. And I'm like, can't we all just want Chinese because that's what God wants for us? And it doesn't always happen that way. It doesn't. Everyone is, is difficult. I was a student pastor for eight years, and one of the most difficult things that I had to learn as a student pastor had nothing to do with the Bible, had nothing to do with preaching, it had nothing to do with ministry, really. It was taking trips with students and figuring out where we were going to eat. And my first year as a student pastor, I tried the whole, you know, let's all take votes. Now who wants to eat here? Now who wants to eat there? And every time I did it, every time I did it, there was not one time that everybody agreed. It never happened. And so I adopted a policy based on seniority that the oldest of the group would get to choose. And if you didn't like it, then you could take it up with them. 
And that was kind of one of our things, you know, when Bronson goes on trips, he's going to let the oldest person choose. And I would always say to the younger students, you know, if you hang around long enough, you'll be the oldest and then you'll get to choose and it'll even out. And so you don't have to complain about it. But I learned early on that it's impossible to please everyone. It's impossible to please everyone. And here's, here's my fear for the church and some approaches of the church and some tensions that I feel as a pastor is that I want to be a church that everyone loves. Uh, Like, I want to be the church in town that no matter who you ask, no matter what their background is, no matter what their history with the church, no matter what their race, no matter what their age, no matter where they live, no matter what their occupation, no matter if they have lots of money or if they have little money, I want everyone to say Synergy Church is the best church on the planet. That's, that's, That's like, that's my tendency. It's what I crave. And I would say that every church should want that. You should want people to love your church. But here's the problem. When your goal is to reach everybody, everyone, it causes you to dull down some of your passion for the way God has called you to lead because you don't want to offend people and you don't want to make certain people uncomfortable. And the lenses that you look through when it comes to preparing sermons, when it comes to planning events, when it comes to any type of leadership in the church, can easily be, how is so-and-so going to react? How is so-and-so going to react? Well, what about these people? What about the people who've been in church their whole lives? And what about the people who've never stepped foot in church and this is going to be their first day? Like, how can we do what we do in such a way that everybody loves it? And let's be honest. Can, can we be honest? You can't. It is impossible to please everyone. There's no way to do it. It is impossible to be a church that everyone loves. You'll never have the dress code that everyone loves. You'll never have the style of music that everyone loves. And we know that you'll never have the volume of music that everyone loves. And listen, I've been a part of church my whole life. And since I graduated college at the age of 22, I've been working in the church world full time. And I have been in lots of meetings where discussions were centered around how can we not offend people? How can we not make people uncomfortable? And how can we do what we're trying to do so that everybody likes it? And every time we've always talked to ourselves in a circle. It, it even got to this point. I remember having a conversation in the church that I was a part of. They were talking about having communion. You know, the scripture teaches us that we remember the Lord and his sacrifice through uh, what we call the Last Supper. And, um, you know, it was becoming a larger church. And the discussion was, you know, when we serve communion, you know, if people, men come up front and they hold trays and then and they go and they pass out the trays and then they come back and then they serve one another and then they go into the stage and they serve the people on the stage and they go up to the sound booth and they serve the people in the sound booth and then and they sit down one at a time and people go and serve them. And it was this kind of big ordeal. And it was like, you know, it's starting to take too long to serve communion. Is there a way that we could shorten that? You know, and young, like, punk kid Bronson is like, hey, like, I've seen that they have, like, prepackaged communion wafer and juice. And, like, you can just distribute them to people even when they come in the door. Or you can pass it and they can just grab one. And, and you don't have to do all that. You know, it seemed like a brilliant idea, a brilliant idea. And I was like, I mean, it just makes sense to me. So we tried it. We tried it. 
And uh, the next week when we had staff meeting, that was the worst decision I had ever made. And do you know why? Because there were people in our church that complained when you pulled the foil off the top, it was too loud and it was distracting. And I was like, really? We're not going to do this anymore because some people said it was too loud. So we're going to continue taking 15 to 17 minutes to pass out the communion elements. And it just kind of, it kind of hit me. Like there is a trap that we can fall into. It's a people-pleasing trap that longs to make everyone happy. Listen, no one wakes up in the morning and says, who can I make angry today? Who can I offend today? Maybe some people do, but I don't. You should know that. I don't. I never wake up and say, hey, it's Sunday morning. We're going to have church. What can we do to make people mad? That'll just be fun. We can run some people off from our church. It's a hobby of mine. I, I would never do that. Yet, yet, it happens. Not everyone who has attended our church has loved our church. And not everyone that will attend our church will love our church. It's impossible. It's impossible to please everyone. And that's why early on in the life of our church, we adopted a statement that's part of what we call the code. It's our core values of a church that says, we are not one size fits all as a church. We're not. We're not one size fits all. And there were some people that they felt uncomfortable about that too. But it is impossible to please everyone. And so because of that, because we understand that reality, we refuse to cater to personal preference in our mission to make Christ known. Because when we begin to cater to personal preference, what happens? The things that we're once passionate about, because an individual or a group of individuals weren't so passionate about it, now we step back and say, we were really passionate about that, but there was a group of people that didn't like it, so we're not going to do that anymore. And then the next time that we want to take a bold step for Jesus, we start thinking, well, now what are they going to think about it? How are they going to react? And what damage are we going to leave in the wake if we do what we feel God's calling us to do? And so I guess I'm just still young enough to be naive to think that we have a a mission that's been clearly outlined for, from God for our church, and we should stay true to that despite, in spite of anyone that may not love what we do. And this word, everyone, that we've been reading in Scripture, in John 3 and Acts 2 and Romans 10, when Paul says, Everyone, when John says everyone, do you know what follows the word everyone? It's a statement that categorizes a group of people. Listen to him again. John 3, 15. That everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Guess what? That is not everyone on the planet. It's everyone who believes. So it is a category that includes everyone that fits into that category. Listen to it again. Acts 2.21. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This breaks my heart. And maybe you don't understand this, but everyone will not be saved. 
It won't. Not everyone is going to walk a path that leads to the same place. It's not going to happen. Everyone who believes may receive righteousness in Christ. That's not everybody in humanity. It's everyone, what? Who believes. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord may be saved. See, this word everyone in these contexts is including all of the people who fit a specific criteria. You won't find in Scripture anywhere that includes everyone in all humanity receiving the good news that we proclaim as a church and that drives our mission. Guess what? That's impossible. I would love for that to happen. But you remember the theme verse for our last series? Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Even Jesus himself realized that not everyone is going to become a follower of him. Not everyone is going to believe in him. Not everyone is going to be saved. And so when you step back and you think about it like that, there's still tension, but it gives us some clarity to say we don't have to reach everyone because why? That's impossible. We never will. It's a great goal. It's like me saying I want to bench press 1,000 pounds. It's just not going to happen. It can be a good goal. Some things just aren't going to happen. And it's important for us to understand exactly what we're called to do. Here is the truth, though. John 1, 9. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. That Jesus does provide hope for everyone inclusive. He provides an opportunity to know him. He provides a way to be made right with him, to have a relationship with him. But because of the fallen world we live in, not everyone will walk the path that leads to life in him. And so our church isn't trying to reach everyone because we never will reach everyone. But let me tell you what we are trying to do as a church. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. Anyone is different from everyone. Because everyone says that everybody's included, but anyone said says that there's a possibility for everyone to be part of something. If anyone is in Christ, it doesn't matter what their past is, it doesn't matter what their background is, it doesn't matter how much they know about the Bible, it doesn't matter how many evil things that they've done in their lives, anyone can believe. And there's no exclusions in that. It's an opportunity for everyone, but... Anyone can make those 
choices. 1 Corinthians 8.3, but if anyone loves God, he is known by God. Not everyone, but anyone can know God. I believe that. I don't believe that God withholds salvation from some people intentionally. I don't believe that God withholds his blessings from people and makes them unavailable. I don't believe that God disallows certain people to receive salvation that he offers. But I do believe that some people refuse it. But even though some people refuse it, anyone can receive it. Not everyone will, but anyone can. This is a huge difference. 1 John 4.15 If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, there are no exclusions to that person who may believe in God, who may acknowledge that Jesus is the Son of God. There's no criteria that determines who will outside of a personal, person's personal experience and choices. Revelation 3.20 Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. That fires me up. That gives me such hope because there is no demographic of people. There is no certain nationality. There is no certain race. There is no certain level of wealth. There is no level of past experiences that provide an opportunity to do what Scripture is telling us here. It's saying anyone. There is no limitation. This can be for anybody. That's what drives our church. You should know that. Not trying to reach everyone, but anyone. And there's a huge difference. So to finish the statement I started with, our church is not trying to reach everyone because we are passionate about reaching anyone. We're not trying to reach everyone because we are so passionate about reaching anyone. I can't tell you what it does for me when people come and ask me simple questions like, hey, can I come to your church if I fill in the blank? You know what that tells me? That tells me that they've probably had an experience where that blank, whatever that looks like in their life, has excluded them from somewhere or they wouldn't be asking. Do, do you let people come to your church that have tattoos you mean to tell me that you went to a church and you had tattoos and they told you you couldn't be there? Wow. Yeah, you can come to our church if you have tattoos. Like, can I come to your church if I don't have nice clothes? I've been asked that before. I don't really have a lot. And, like, I wear jeans and really, that's about all I have. Is, is that Okay. Do you mean that there has been a time in your life where you went 
to a church and because of what you were wearing, you were turned away? Because that church isn't trying to reach anyone. They're trying to reach people who don't have tattoos and who dress a certain way. And when people ask me these questions, can I come to your church if I get so excited because I'm yeah, literally anybody, we will love you with the love of Jesus. There is nothing that you can be involved in. There is no past that you can bring to the table. There is no present that you can be living in the reality of. And there will be no future that you will ever embrace that will cause us as a church to say to you, you are not welcome here. Outside of some legal things that might get us in trouble. And I just say that because, like, if you've got a restraining order or something and you want to come in the room for that reason, I don't want to get arrested. Sorry. And we do background checks for people who want to work with kids. So there are two limitations there. But anyone, that's who we're trying to reach. We're trying to reach anyone. We're not trying to reach everyone. Because if we're trying to reach everyone, we're worried about being politically correct. We're worried about making people happy. We're worried about encompassing the desires and the preferences of a group of people that we will never accommodate. So we don't try. Let me tell you what we will always do as a church, though. Is we will passionately pursue anyone with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we will literally do anything that we believe will help us reach anyone. Do you know who will dislike our church the most? It will be the religious, the people who have church backgrounds that that they love. And we unapologetically admit to them, yeah, we're not trying to be the church you came from. And if that's how you connect with God, then by all means, go to that church. That's why there's all different kinds of churches. I love America. You can find any type of church that you want, even in this community. We don't have to be the church that reaches everyone. There's probably some that are trying to, but it won't be us. And so I give you permission. I give you permission to hurt my feelings. I give you permission to say, it's just not for me. I give you permission to say, I don't like. I give you permission to say, I don't understand and this doesn't work for me. I give you that permission. And does it, does it hurt a little bit when people come to me and say, because of this, this church just isn't really for me, for my family? Yeah, it hurts a little. I'll take it a little personal. I'll be honest with you. But you know what it also does? Is it helps me understand that because we're not reaching everyone, we must be focused on reaching anyone. And if we can stay focused on reaching anyone, the revealing factor for our church will be that everyone doesn't like it. And we don't want to turn people away and we don't want to define criteria that keeps certain people from liking our church. But if we're passionately focused on reaching anyone, not everyone will like it. We're not trying to reach 
everyone. Because we are so passionate about reaching anyone. And the hope of Jesus Christ is that he loves you. And he loves me alike. He doesn't look at you any differently from the person you're sitting next to. But this room is full of anyone's. And anyone, anyone can be rescued from a life that's empty, that lacks hope, that lacks purpose. Anyone can experience life in Jesus Christ. That's why we're so passionate about some things that we do as a church. That's why, that's why some people will say, like, why did you sing a secular song at your church? And I'm like, well, we're just trying to think of ways to make you mad. No, it's because we want to connect with anybody. And if we feel like anybody will recognize that song, then we feel like we can break down a barrier between us and anybody. And anybody might just say, maybe I'll listen to what he's got to say. Does that excite you? I'm telling you, like, I was in bed literally on Monday. I couldn't sleep, and I was, I was trying to get clarity on this series and this message specifically, and it was just like a light bulb went off to me. The terminology between everybody and anybody never crossed my mind and never entered my mind. But Jesus didn't reach everybody. One of his 12 disciples betrayed him. He didn't bat a thousand. If Jesus didn't bat a thousand, why do you think we can bat a thousand? There will be people included in the everybody category that don't love our church and we're okay with that. If you call yourself a part of Synergy Church, if you claim to love Synergy Church, I hope that you can embrace that. I know that, I know that you love to come to me and say, I really wanted them to be part of this church, but just because of this, they don't want to be part of this church. Is there any way that we could maybe... Now, we're not so stubborn and hard-headed that we don't listen But we will not change who we are because that perfect family walked out the door. I just won't do it because there is an imperfect family that's going to walk in the door. And we need to be focused on that imperfect family. We've got to reach anybody. That's our target market. You say, who's your church trying to reach? Anybody. Not everybody. Anybody. Like race, doesn't matter. Anybody. Age, anybody. Anybody. Some, some people say to me, well, your church seems to be geared more towards like the young generation. You know, you have kind of the loud music and, you know, it's very casual and that kind of thing. And, and I say, well, you know, it may attract more young families per se, But I would love, love, love some gray hairs in this church. I would love it. I'm telling you. 
There will not be an old person that will ever walk into this church that I will say, man, I wish they would just go to the other church down the street. Man, I would love for some older people to start coming to this church. And you say, well, if, if older people are going to start coming to this church, you know, you're going to have to... No, nope, not everybody. Anybody. Anybody. We can reach anybody. We can. We can't reach everybody, but we can reach anybody. And on any given day, anybody can walk out of that parking lot into this building and they can experience hope in Jesus Christ. They can realize the state of their life. They can realize how empty their life is and how it lacks purpose. And they can connect with a living God who died on a cross for them. And they can be changed in an instant. And it doesn't matter what they're wearing or what they look like. It's anybody. Will you help me be a church that reaches anybody? Because here's what you realize, I hope. I know it's what I realize. There's a lot of anybody's out there. There's a lot of anybody's out there. And I don't want to pick and choose the anybody's that we're trying to reach. But I want to reach all the anybody's. You say, well, that's everybody. No, there's a difference. It's not everybody. It's anybody. Everybody would say, we're going to be an organization that everybody can love, and that's impossible. But when we say anybody, it says we're tearing down any limitation that would keep someone from being reached. Anybody. We're not trying to reach everybody because we are passionate about reaching anyone. Does that make sense? Does that give you a little clarity of our church? I hope that you can understand some of the reason we do some things we do now. It's because my preference and your preference can't drive the mission of this church. It's got to be a clear focus on what God's called us to do and who he's called us to be. Not everybody will love it, but anybody, anybody can be reached. And I want to be a church that's not full of my everybody. And everybody's just so happy and everybody just loves our church and we're so focused on ourselves that we forget there's a world out there that we exist for. but we're trying to reach anybody. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you have done for us. And thank you, Father, for the opportunity to serve you in such a way that anybody can receive hope in you, can receive life in you.